Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched two things this week, starting with the new Pixar animated film called Turning Red. Major spoiler alert for that one, we go into lots of details about all the joys we had while watching it, so make sure you see the film before listening to this discussion. And then the other thing we watched this week is a new Ryan Reynolds film, it's out on Netflix and it's called The Adam Project. Mild spoiler alert for that, although we don't go too much into the plot details of the important points, most of the, what we discussed you could actually see in the trailers. And then also a spoiler alert for the film Looper, in case you haven't seen it. It's a Ryan Johnson film. It's also about time travel. It comes up in the discussion, but we do talk about a major thing that happens in that. So if you're sensitive about these things, you know, we just want to give you a heads up. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points. Without further ado, here's we're watching what? All right, we saw Turning Red. What did you two think? Jackie hated it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yes. I mean, boycotting, boycotting the studio forever. Yes. Yeah, never watching another Pixar film again. Because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you weren't uh, the intended audience. That's the, that's no, the takeaway. I was not remotely the type of person that this movie was made for. Actually, it was exactly made for me. You know, if I was, I guess if I was Asian, we would, we would add another layer to it. But this movie is for all teenage girls. Uh, I would argue, I would argue teenagers in general, because it, it really shows the the awkwardness of puberty and and I don't know and just it's it was a lovely lovely story that I enjoyed very thoroughly. Excellent, Matt. As the only one of us who has been a teenage boy, how did you how did you relate to the film? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, and I have a lot of fun with this movie. I uh, was lucky enough to have seen it a second time because I did see it a little bit before right when Beer came out, and it. Um, it, I thought it was really funny the first time, but watching it, we, we were lucky enough to go see it at the El Capitan Theater because mm-hmm. it's one of the theaters that is playing it. And it was a special fan event, and there were a lot of little kids there, and there was a little, there's a DJ before it. It was like a dance party. It was like really cute, and it was really fun to watch it with kids just reacting to it. I like children, but like I specifically, you know, sometimes you're in a movie and there's kids being annoying. You're like annoyed. But when it's a movie like this and the kids are just like cracking up and getting their lives like when that when she's twerking, gyrating at the end toward her mother, like the kids were like screaming, like laughing so hard. It was it's just like it's it's infectious. And it's just it was it landed in all the right places. It's hilarious. I mean, I was crying when that happened as well. I was I was crying. I was laughing so yeah, hard. He said the kids. Yeah, um, we know. We yeah, exactly. all the kids. All yeah, the, kids the children, the- just like me. And it was. I mean, I love those things. But we ended, we went to a fan event, and so it was a lot of people excited about it. And there was like a DJ, and they were like having a good time. And I just I love watching people's reactions to movies and kind of being a part of that whole thing. So yeah. it's it's what I miss about theaters when we can't go see them. So. If you are listening and you, I know you probably have access to Disney Plus, because if you're listening to us, you probably like all the things we like, but go see it in a theater if you can. I know it's pretty limited, but it's it's super fun. It's a good time. So Jackie, was the theatrical experience the first time you'd seen it or had you watched yeah. it on Disney Plus? Okay. Because I, I know like kids are great, et cetera, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm told. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but I do find myself a little, I obviously it's a movie that is inclusive of a, a younger audience, right? So, uh, but I find myself getting annoyed. I also haven't gone to see a movie that has a, a kid friendliness element to it in theaters in God knows how long. So, you know, I I may have been annoyed if that had been my first viewing, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, and that's fair. 
totally fair. But I love that. I love the energy. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mamie was fantastic. And I just think the mother-daughter relationship, like, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, Sandra Oh just fucking killed it. She was incredible. She was just, she was the character, I don't know. It's hard to say because I really liked a lot of the characters. But she was one of my favorite characters was the mom, actually. No, I mean, I didn't really expect that she would be like my, I thought she would be more like the villain of the story, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. And, And she wasn't. And I just... And watching, I don't know, I cried a lot in it, like you do with all Pixar films, pretty much. But I think, like, it just really resonates, you know, if you've ever been a teenager and had a mother (laughs) um, that you were, you know, somewhat close with as children, and then you have to grow and kind of find your own life, but you also don't want to leave them behind because, you know, you love them, right? And you want you want to be a part of those things. It's not that she didn't like working at the the temple and playing with her mom and doing all that stuff. She did, right? Like, that's a part of her. But she also, you know, loved her friends and wanted to grow and move on. And, and I think and, it's... And become her own person, I think is the... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being able... Oh, and God, it's so, you know, especially with all that expectation and, and all these different things that I think it, I don't know, it resonated pretty deeply with me, the whole, like, you know, finding your place and and really being able to stand up for what you like and and not being afraid to sort of be that person. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it a lot. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Matt, did you cry? Uh, yes. The first time I saw it, I, okay. I cried. And then, yeah. and then I, got, I got choked up the second time, but not okay. as much as I knew everything happening. But I was going to say, with the mom, with, with Ming, the character, I, I see, I actually do still think that she is the villain of the story because the story is you know, Mei Lin's life and experience and her mom is what's standing in the way of most of that well, when we're I watching think... but she's not she doesn't have any negative intentions but she still is our protagonist antagonist until right I think an antagonist become, you know, and a villain are different right oh, so, yeah, is... she's not an yeah. evil person at all but right but what's funny is when watching it and I I thought I said this like after I saw it like both times and I was like it's funny because Right when that grandma gets introduced, when you with the phone call, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's my character. That's who I love. Like, that's always the one I'm going to guard." Is like that character, like the way she yeah. was, because it's just you know. And then it's like throughout the film, I, I love her and I love the aunties and all that, but Ming really is my favorite character in the whole film. Like I just think she's she has the best arc, and she just kind of I love seeing her come around. And the part that I get the most emotional in is. When Malin finds her in the panda realm or whatever we want to call it, as a little girl, mm-hmm. and has to walk her over, and like that, it's like it's just like shattering because you just right. see the damage, you know. That she, I'm gonna cry through. even thinking about it. No, just, it's also, just, it's just it's like, just, but, it, but it's just because so like we all have we have these like the beauty is each generation learns more, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of you know on this journey of you know existence and humankind and all that good stuff, and and I think like. It shows a lot, at least for me, you know, uh, my mother is fantastic. She's an incredible human who I am very lucky to have had in my life and continue to have. But their generation didn't know anything about mental health, right? And choosing yourself and being able to do that stuff. And and not that there, this is a direct correlation necessarily because it's not necessarily about mental health, but I mean, sort of. But it's been interesting, like, learning the things that I can teach her too Mm. and like that kind of like I don't know and so just it just really 
resonated with me in in that way. So that was weirdly long-winded way of saying, yes, I really like that scene also. Yeah, I so I watched it. My sister watched it next to me on a plane today, and I thought she was going to cry. She didn't. <laughs> I was upset. In fact, I saw her sort of like zoning out during the bamboo forest scene. I was like, I literally like waved her. I was like, you look at your phone right now. Like you watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think plane is the ideal situation. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, but, but you know, I, I think there is actually like a scientific thing about how you're more prone to cry on planes. You're like yeah. more emotional. And so I yeah. was like so surprised that she didn't because like we have the same mother who is a very complicated woman. And I, I ended up chatting. I had I did an interview with Domi, who's the director. And I was like, do we have the same mom? Because there are like the cultural accuracy of having a Chinese mother and growing up in a Western city and just all of that stuff was so dead on. And I don't want to call her the villain because that requires me to essentially call my own mother the villain who, yeah, sometimes she is the villain in my life, you know? But but yeah, I, I love that she was a fully formed they're both fully formed characters i think that's it's so brilliant and they're so like three-dimensional <laughs> um, but, but anything less this movie would have been like terrible you know i get that apprehension with the word villain too and it's like i think when i look at it that way too i think as children our parents are the villains in our lives in so many ways in different circumstances not like as a full-on oh you only here to make me want to you know like to bring sadness in my life or anything but they are the ones who stand in the way of us doing the things that as kids we think we should be allowed to do. Right. right. They are, they're the enforcers a lot yeah, of the time. This, yeah. Whether they're overbearing or not in, in whatever ways and whatever cultural ways and different religious ways and all kinds of different ways that might have a, make a parent be harsher or stricter on or their child. Or perceived as. Perceived as, it's I perceived, think, is the other thing. Exactly. Like it's, it's yeah. only so that's, I say it that with a lot of love. And you're also talking to someone who loves villains. But yeah, protagonist and antagonist, you know, it's for the, for, she's not, uh, an antagonist in the grand scheme of what life is, but for Malin's story as we're watching it, she is the antagonist. Yeah, but I, I do and think I mean, there's a world so in which up. this character could have been written as a villain, right? And I don't mm-hmm. think that would have worked. Yes, with yeah. no redemption. And, right. And uh, I think they handled it with humor and they handled it with redemption. And I am curious because you were talking, like saying like it resonated so strongly in that way and talking to Domi and stuff. Because one thing that I love so much about this and obviously we we do know people who work at Pixar and like yeah. whatever so there's some insights information that sometimes we were able to get from friends and family and things like that but in general I feel like you watch this film and you just and I felt this about Luca too but I feel like you watch this film and you just know this is such a personal story like yes. you know it's like yeah. this comes from inside somebody it's like this is not written for entertainment's sake this is like right. someone's literal story they're telling you and and that is the authentic and i love it yeah i I agree well because all the characters felt like real humans right and i think that like like even the friends who were fairly one note right in some ways but were so weird and so supportive and it was just like like remembering those female friendships from middle school and the things that like we went through together and the things that we did together and just like God, and how weird we were, but how supportive and like, and it's just, it was, it was so wonderful to see represented on screen, you know? Yeah. I, I'm actually going to challenge the one dimensional thing because I had the same reaction when it started. And then I actually have not had the emotional bandwidth to watch it again yet, but I, I was like, oh no, the friends actually, like there's subtle moments with them that do are more fleshed out than I think 
are noticeable on first view. It, like, you have to really pay attention because in the beginning, I was like, well, no, duh, I'm Mei Lin, you know, like, because I, I do have a lot in common with her. But then the, the other friend that I want to say Lily, the Japanese friend, mm-hmm. there were moments I was like, oh, wait, I'm I think I'm more of a Lily than a, <laughs> a Mei Lin sometimes. I love that she had the, like, I love that she was like angry, but like everything she said wasn't. And then like yes. it was yeah. it was so, I don't know, I loved it. Right, I'm I was a, like, oh, yeah, wait a I'm a bit. I'm a bit more of a Priya, I think, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it, you know, I do yeah. think the the those moments you recognize them, and and I will uh, just talking about the friends a little bit more. I, this is way maybe too much of a tangent. I, you know, in the process of moving, and so I've been clearing clearing out stuff, and you know, find, finding even more weird troves of like childhood stuff. And I found like a elementary school yearbook, which I didn't think was a thing. It's very it's like shoddily put together, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's black and white Xerox. Anyway, um, but I found myself and I found a couple of people who I'm still like actually really close with. <laughs> it's, we, we had our personalities early. They were like clear and succinct and like, you know, we stopped. I listed my favorite show as Pokemon. It's not Pokemon anymore, but it's still, and you know, I even had the accent on the E and like my other friend said her favorite thing was reading. And I was like, this is like somebody took character sheets like this and like flushed them out and made them into this, you know, her, her support network. And I do feel like that there was more dimensions because they did mm-hmm. have enough of them that felt real and, you know, drawn from, I'm sure her real friends that I was like, nope, yeah, they're all right. Like these are, they these are just, people. It was so yeah. like, it. they just felt authentically human. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah. I loved when she she did the presentation to her parents to convince them to go to Fortown. Yep. I did that. I literally that too, wrote you know, Yep. I wrote a whole essay. We put it in like one of those report folders. It was to go to corn, but you know, <laughs> gotta be who I am. And yep, yep. you know, uh and I remember us like, you know, nervously like giving them to our parents and, you know, you know, hoping for the answers. We didn't uh, my parents said yes. Um, other friends' parents said yes, but then the girl who had the car's parents said no. Womp womp. I know, womp. Yeah. Our lives were pretty over at that point. Yeah, but R.I.P. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny because I'm like, I know all this stuff is is accurate and happens or whatever, and I'm just like, I don't know. I had some weird phantom childhood. Like my parents let me do everything. I didn't. <laughs> I I didn't like. There came a point where I started paying for my own stuff, like in high school and stuff, to do these things, but I. Yeah, I, I was. But did you I, know people at, in high school before yes, you met either? Yes. But yeah, right. So it's like oh, you, yeah. you, it doesn't yeah. detract from me loving this. Right, I right, just, right, I right. was just saying, it's like hearing these stories. It's, it's funny because I'm just like, yeah, this was not my experience well, at all. Like, and- I was, I was just, and, and you know, my sister and I were. We, we have two brothers who are younger, but my sister and I just always just got real, we got our good grades, this and that, whatever. And our parents, I feel like, were just kind of like, oh, this is easy, like whatever. And then my brothers didn't as much, and so they had a lot more like. They still got to do a lot of stuff, but they had more restrictions on them. But I felt like I got to just run amok because they just trusted that I was like, whatever. And it's like, also, whatever. I think there's also something in the world where, you know, I'm a guy and they weren't as worried about me. And it's valid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be very fair, when speaking about my incredible mother, she literally drove us to this concert, which, by the way, was in Bakersfield and not very close to where we grew up and waited in the car while we went to the concert so that we could go in alone. Oh, so my mother is fantastic. And, you know, so we were out. able to still go because we really wanted to go see corn in their hometown. Like that was the whole thing. Yeah. I, I mean, these decisions were made, you know, I yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah, I 
my mom took me to my first concert, which was Sting and Annie Lennox. Yes, I went to that concert. <laughs> it was such a good concert, right? Wait, did you go to the yeah. one? The the uh, was it? Where H- was it? H- well, HP, like whatever. Yes, it was yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. my first concert. Yeah, and my Aww. mom, who has zero interest in either of those musical acts, <laughs> took me, which was very kind of her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, then. I mean, my first concert was no doubt, and. She went with us in the concert for that one. But this one, it was very important for us not to have a parent mm. visible. That's, so yeah. that's why she waited in the parking lot this time. But, yeah, the things that people do for their children. Is, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know. <laughs> but but I think it's that's also the things people do about. to their children. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it's like it's a, it's a combination, right? Like she was putting, you know, her trauma sort of on her own child, right? Yeah. And then, but also trying to protect her from it at the same time, right? Yes. And that's yeah. kind of where everything came from. And that's why it was so powerful. And But also, it was hilarious. It was such a good time. Yes. I, and I love that the school kids just liked the red panda being so cute. And that it wasn't like some freakish thing. Everyone was just like wanting to get pictures and selling merch. And that was fun. I like yeah. that kind of. Way to, way to hustle. Way to monetize. That's the <laughs> Chinese spirit. Not actually, but like a little bit. <laughs> I think my two absolute favorite parts are when she realizes that she has a crush on the kid in the store. Like in that, the way that was that oh. was depicted was brilliant. Oh my it was god! So when like, I was dying, and like, oh man! And she's like drawing. I, the I've actually like drawing the yeah, the drawing for me was. She the, like, but the way they do it, and like she gets the big eyes, and then she's like freezes, and she like goes and rolls under the bed and she's like, yeah. you know like the whole, just like, like moving to just oh like my God, curl within herself that yeah. and then at the very end when <laughs> you see that her grandma's new pendant is the four town thing it's just so unlucky <laughs> just, it's, it is like that it's such an accurate thing and it's i was just like, like a couple weeks ago because I, I was saying oh you must not like beyonce because she loves four we were joking with you like, she, she turns it's oh, so unlucky <laughs> it's just like it's just unexpected. It just gets me. I love it. Yeah. No, I literally was going to die when her mom went into that convenience store with the notebook oh. and the pictures. I thought for certain that I would perish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about your, your you know, the way you take on, especially like secondhand embarrassment. I'm actually surprised you didn't have to leave the theater. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so much. But I used to write fanfic about my, you know, I call it fanfic, but I guess it's not really, about my crushes and stuff. And so I wasn't an artist, but I used to write terrible stories about when we would meet and what would happen. And, yeah, if, I mean, and if any of them had ever read any of that, I... <laughs> I wouldn't have been strong enough to go back to school, I don't think. Like, I'm just you know, not that sure. Was, that was cruel. Like, that was rough. I, I really did not like the boy who did that. I was very upset. Yeah. I know. And he gets his, like, little redemption, but I was I know. I was like, he did nothing to earn this. It's like, he doesn't deserve this. Just because yeah, he, he is also a Fortan fan. A Fortan fan. But I think it was trying to be, like, it's okay just for, about, yeah, just yeah. about, like, forgiveness, even though he didn't apologize. But. Yeah. You know, and like, and understanding that even he had massive insecurities and that his party, whatever, and he even like, whatever, and it was like, oh, he's acting out because he's it. But it's kind of like, I, it, it did read to me a little bit, like, oh, we should pet the bullies and and you know, understand that they're hurting yeah. too. But it's right. like, well, I know, but they also you're, shouldn't your male fragility, to other yeah. <laughs> yeah, your male <laughs> fragility had like, like a real yeah, negative it was hard for me to, Yeah, but yeah, it was it was just so good. I I so enjoyed it. Yeah. I, it's really yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. Um, 
I'm glad it seems to be. I'm I'm curious to see. I know they don't usually release numbers and stuff, but sometimes they'll say things about, like they released something recently that like on average. Well, like on average, I just saw this today. I think, but on average, the uh, the people who watched Encanto watched it five times, which means (laughs) a lot of people watched it more than that. So yeah, and so it and it's. I think it. I think it's now like the most viewed thing on Disney Plus, which is crazy. And it seems that a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of people posting about this movie and having watched it. And I'm seeing more positive than negative, which is good. I'm seeing we've seen the trolley negative stuff that we don't want to talk about, but I've seen a lot of positive reactions. So I hope it has like a really big life. Yeah, and, I, you know. I was talking to a friend who worked on it and she was like, con- she's constantly refreshing the Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, you have to stop. Like yeah. you have to. It's not this is not the way to do it. And even watching like rechecking it today, you know, the score has the audience score keeps fluctuating. I was like, yeah, people are trolling it. Like it's, and then if you look at who it is, it's a certain demographic who claim the film is not for them. And I was like, just don't. This is not. This is incorrect. Like you know, the people who well, love I mean, it will like come to it. Don't worry. Well, it's like people the ones that's being, not for like, them. Obstinate, yeah. Yeah, or it's like the Mothers Association or whatever who's pissed about about puberty being discussed in a child's film and it's like how about we stop stigmatizing periods and puberty i was like it's gonna it okay. happen to most of us it so literally like, <laughs> happens to half the population right so it's not to be treated like hush hush so yeah i mean yeah. if you want to talk about secondhand embarrassment moments when she shows up at that and with the pa- i was like i'm about with to die pads. i'm about to die hey. like you forgot, your, <laughs> you forgot your pads <laughs> that whole scene was so spectacularly uncomfortable. It was like, yeah. so whole, done. Like... I mean, honestly, they did they did all of the embarrassment very very well. Yeah, we all like... have moments from our adolescence that, like, you know, mine were not quite as bad as hers, clearly, but you know that we re- recall. I was gonna say, I feel like, like I've horrifying. Sure like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. There were some tough, well, wonderfully tough moments. Yeah, in it. yeah, yeah. Because, but that's how you know it's like relatable even if you haven't been through the specific thing because mm-hmm. that's why i don't like that when you people reviewing it like that because it's like you if you can watch something there's no way you watched that and didn't feel uncomfortable in that scene and it's only uncomfortable because you're imagining if it was you right like, you know what i mean and like yeah yeah that's you relating to what's god happening. forbid you have to imagine that's, having a uterus you know? <laughs> that's actually you relating to what's happening in a way you know and it's like right. you're reacting to it all of that aside it's yeah it's it's really hard to find things that I, I think are criticisms of it. They're like, yeah, they're hard. literally having a Royal Rumble. I know. I, I, can, I can hear it through the mic. That's wild. <laughs> oh my God. People above like, you. What is going on? There's there. a giant red panda upstairs. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want a photo. I'll give you $5. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'll buy you an entire concert ticket. Actually, you know, That's yeah, crazy. even even the whole like hustle of like, hey, we're going to, you know, work and monetize this thing. Like my friends and I did dumb stuff like that. Not to like, oh, yeah. not with the goal of making money, just because like we wanted to work on something and feel like professional together or whatever yeah. it was, you know. Yeah, I, I had a friend who their criticism of it was like the style was a lot like and, and the loudness, right? The the kind of freneticness of it. And I was like, yeah, but it reminded me of me. <laughs> like, yeah. I was a loud, awkward Asian teenager. I'm always functioning on that frequency. like. That's just how it is. Well, and the thing is, the most, to me, the most drastic, I guess, part of that kind of stuff is really right at the beginning. But I think the beginning is handled so brilliantly because it's just hysterical and you just get to know everything about this girl immediately. Like, you know exactly who she is. But then the rest of it feels like it, it just, it kind of follows. It's almost kind of like 
people watch Moulin Rouge in the beginning of it's like, oh my God, this is wild. What the hell is this? And then it normalizes kind of, and like it all is quirky, but none of it's quirkier than that. Like I felt like it did that really well where it was like the rest of it just felt like this is what we're watching and it feels totally fine and normal. I thought so too. Yeah. I I thought it was great. Agreed. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's fair if it's not like, that is a criticism that I I think it's okay to be like, this is not a style that like, you know, I love personally, but I can still acknowledge that the film is great. I was like, that's totally fair. Right. As opposed to like, this isn't for me. Yeah, like the story is not for me because it's about girls. Yeah. Ah. yeah, that's a totally different thing. That's being like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't imagine anything that's not about me specifically. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think. Yeah, but all the other picks, whatever. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine you're being a car. You were to monsters. <laughs> like, cars I don't. Being a friggin' car or a toy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, 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 not if it's a girl. Well, not if it's a girl and also not a if girl it's of like color, rooted yeah. in a totally different culture than you're <laughs> yeah. used to. It's like, really? Like, yeah, Canada. expand your mind a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, that's the burning question. So I, I want to say I saw someone on Twitter or something about this, whatever. But if and when we get a meet and greet in my beloved Epcot, is it in Canada or China? <laughs> Great question. It's in Canada. I think it's Canada. That's, I think it has to be. I think it has to be Canada, too. Yeah. Because it's about a Canadian teenager. Yeah, and it's Chinese been, culture existing yeah. in, in Canadian Canada. culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? In Canada. And it's like, you know, how does that, how do they mesh? You know? Yeah. I'm going to say they're going to put it in I think, China, I, though. I think, I think they're going to put it in China, yeah. but I think yeah. it should be. Should have been, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I think the only thing that made me sad about this film is that we didn't get to see how it did in the box office. Because I actually, I was yeah. worried, right? Because I was like, I want this to mm-hmm. succeed so badly. So when that got taken away, and you know, I don't actually, I have a vested interest, but I don't have a vested interest. There are people with much higher interest in it than I do. I was like, oh, I, you know, for their sake. And I was, but, but I'm so glad that uh, like people, so many more people get to see it now. Right. Like that's the trade off. And I was like, that's totally. Cool. Yeah. I would have loved to have it like break every record or something, you know? Yeah. But I think also just as avid film viewers, like we are and stuff, I think that like, yeah, if you make something, there's a bigger vested interest, but I still think there's a majorly vested interest, especially considering the representation you were talking sure, about of here. That yeah. it's like, I still think it's valid that it's like, because I, I remember kind of, I think we talked about that really briefly at one point, but it's like, you want it to be in the theater and you want to see how well does this do? And oh my God, I hope it does really well. But then if it doesn't do well, you're just going to get angry. Oh yeah. I mean, we talked about it for Shang-Chi. We talked yeah. about it for Mulan. We talked right, about it for right. Raya. It's like, right. this is the first one. Well, Shang-Chi obviously did yeah, phenomenally yeah. well, but this one I was like, Oh no! I think this would have actually made a lot of money. I think so too, because it's just—it's so hysterical. Yeah, I don't know. know. So like it, I, but I, but I was like, oh, I don't know if Luca would have made that much. But Luca was like adorable in its own way. So anyway, yeah, that was, exactly. That was no, the only it, thing that the like head scratcher. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and my she won't mind me mentioning, but my cousin was texting us before my my like three and a half year old niece, I call her, but whatever that means, she's my cousin's kid. Yeah, yeah. but she has never into movie theater of course and COVID and stuff but she also has a hard time like sitting through movies and stuff so far but she, yeah, she they're gonna yeah. they're gonna see this with my sister tomorrow or tonight maybe I don't remember but and it's her first movie oh like, full like you know in a theater yeah but she has for the last like month and a half or something has asked to watch the trailer demanded to watch the trailer every single night before bed and she calls it the red one and like mm-hmm. she won't She's like the red one, the red one. They and they can't get around showing her the trailer before bed. Like she's obsessed with this red panda, and so like there's something. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what right. And I was like, her. I was like, she's gonna love it. But it was just the thing where I'm like, there's something about that that like she came across the trailer. I'm sure they watched it at one point watching something on Disney Plus, and like she got obsessed with it. It's like they just. It's no surprise because they've done it so many times in the past, and Disney and all these other places have too. But 
they just know how to grab the the kid. And it's like, this is so, I would argue this movie is for our generation, very specifically. Very specifically, yeah. Before adults, that happens to just be completely palatable and appetizing to children. Because it's just adorable and funny and all these things. They don't know what's going on half the time, but they're just like, I love this. Kind of like Wally. Kids liked it. Yeah. What kid could tell you the story? Or even the Toy Story movies, (laughs) a lot of the time, you know, right? It's right. And it's it's, it's because it's, you know, Pixar does an incredible job of just storytelling. You know, they just tell a good story and they're not trying to pander to children. You know, that's why I call it like inclusive, right? It's not, yeah. Because there are the movies that are kids movies but it's like but then there's still the psychology behind designing it all in a way that is going to just really captivate a child like you know what i mean like it's like i i want to know how you how you do that yeah (laughs) they're experts the the science of appeal is i think uh you know a a mystery art etc yeah well all right i think it's it's a it's no uh shock that we all recommend this movie is that fair to so say? Good. Yeah. I don't know if I totally recommend. It. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless you're a. <laughs> if you don't like fun. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. If you are not a giant red panda, do not watch this film. It is not too hard for to you. relate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the other film we watched that is uh, still sort of kid themed is the Adam Project, and I say kid themed question mark. What did you two think of it? The hardest part for me is that it, it's it's, it's it, in a I world. Think I know what you're gonna say, but go on. It's in a futuristic world where there's time travel mm-hmm. and people flying and like ships and stuff. And I can't relate to that. So it's <laughs> not for you. You're not, not, you're not a futuristic. Not, like, like, I mean, I just, wasn't, I can't. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't born then. So it's like, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So it's no, I, actually, like, I actually thought it was cute. I, I, I think we know I'm not the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan. I thought that was going to be your. That was my biggest struggle. But because yeah. as we know, I quite like uh, things about. Time, like you know ships flying around and everything whatever but he was fine I think and what's funny is it kind of highlighted part of what I don't like about him as an actor is this kid I thought was actually pretty good at playing him mm-hmm. but the kid while watching him, I was like wow he's really good at acting like Ryan Reynolds yeah but not like oh this character Ryan Reynolds is playing because this character this guy is just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds in this right. movie where he happens to be time traveling and the kid's acting like Ryan Reynolds and mm-hmm. the, so the kid does a really good job at that but is well, Ryan agreed. playing and a that's character. so funny. That's what I just what I came to a conclusion because I don't I don't hate Ryan Reynolds like you do, but I also am not like I hate him. I just you know. Well, no, you know, but I'm not. I don't have a thing about him either way, right? I'm not like oh my god, yay Ryan Reynolds, but I'm also not like oh boo. But it's funny because I was like oh my god, did he write this? Because it felt <laughs> like it was just so his voice, you know, the child and everything. Yeah. That I was like, he must. They must have written this for him. Because, or they changed it as yeah, they went along I or whatever. for him. But, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so obviously, like, the child was just him. And so it was very impressive of the child to do so well. But also mm-hmm. pinpointed. I was like, oh, this is why Ryan Reynolds is, is like, you know, who he is. Because he just, he just plays himself all the time. Yes. As the, the member of the team who is the most pro Ryan Reynolds here, even I am like, okay, we got to stop, man. Like, yeah. we got to. Because so, this was this is why I was so confused by I I I had some criti- I, like overall I think I it was fine you know I didn't have a lot of expectations actually I thought the trailers were decent and so I was like oh okay you know I didn't see a trailer I didn't watch a trailer so I had no expectations I, well the trailer just tells you it's like time travel I thought it was cute you know what I mean like it was one of those yeah. things where I was like oh this isn't 
like I don't think I'll reach for it ever again probably but um I you know enjoyed it well enough like I wasn't bored I wasn't mad at it I wasn't you know yeah but you know again being like all right well it's a Ryan Reynolds project also like Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner we get our little 13 going on 30 one of my favorite ones like I love Zoe it's wonderful finding out what happens to them well Zoe was so underutilized in this like I'm glad she got her paycheck and I we we need to talk about Catherine Keener in a minute but I was like my favorite um, is Catherine Keener (laughs) yeah but I so what I was confused by is I was like okay Time travel, obviously really hard to do in any almost any film, right? Uh, so I don't expect this one to solve it, but it was very confusing. It wasn't, it wasn't, right? I still followed along. It didn't matter, but I wish it had been more clear. But I felt like, because they kept saying shit, right? Yeah, I felt like this wanted to be an R-rated movie. I, thought, I felt like this wanted him to play Deadpool, right? Yeah. Like it was, because de- he was very mean to his younger self. And I get it. It's like regrets and he's, you know, taking it out and, and talking about turning red you know there's this sort of parental trauma that has been imprinted on him that he is almost re-imprinting on himself but i i was like i feel like he wants they want they wanted him to be deadpool and now we found out that sean levy who directed this and directed free guy is the next the director of the next deadpool movie so i was like well that there you go there we're getting that collab from them but yeah i felt like it really wanted to be an r-rated movie that would and i feel like it maybe would have been better because it was like it'd be that movie that you watch too young and you get somebody's older sibling to rent for you. Well, obviously kids don't have to do that anymore, but you know, it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it could have been more badass like that instead of being like, no, we got to keep to PG 13 just in case, like just yeah. in case it was like either be PG or BR, but the PG 13 is not working for me here. It's funny you say that because I was going to go into it a little bit later, but time travel is something that I always almost bump on and I don't usually like it in movies there are select ones whatever but I always am the person sitting there like but then what about this like you know like it's just like one of them that I I have liked was like say butterfly effect which I know that's a crappy movie but it the way I liked the it was like oh these decisions have ripple effects and it was like that's what it was about you know so I was like okay cool because then it solves that problem but what this one reminded me of the most and I actually had to rewatch because it it was you know, whatever, is Looper. Mm. And I, Looper is arguably my favorite Ryan Johnson film, to be honest. And I really, I loved it when it came out. And I was like, God, finally, that's like a time travel movie that I thought like made sense. I rewatched it. I haven't seen it in a couple years. I rewatched it and it makes less sense than uh, I remember it making. But it's a very similar idea to this as far as like you, you know, because you know the premise of that, of course, right? But it's like the Loopers and they're sending them back to have to basically kill themselves. But it's, it's like you... If you exist in the, in the same timeline as your older self and your younger self, if your younger self dies, your older one will just disappear from existence, right? And yeah. so I thought that that was interesting. They were kind of like going with that same idea here, which I'm sure it's existed somewhere, but I think Looper was one of the first times I came across that version of time travel mm-hmm. in a way like that. And I liked that about it. But anyway, I was, it's funny you say the whole rated R thing because Looper is very rated R. And I was like, oh, okay, I do enjoy this better still. And it's a similar, yeah. it's a darker, gloomier look on what the world looks like, but it's a similar vibe where it's our world as we know it today, except for there are, you know, hover things and <laughs> speeder bikes and that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, and time yeah. travel exists. Lightsabers. Well, we definitely have lightsabers, but even, even like not, you know, I feel like the effects were trying to be like not super gory and gross, right? Not that mm-hmm. they had to be, but they were like, oh, we have to keep this still not, you know, we don't want to get 
we don't go into our territory. We're going to use so it's just like disintegrate kind of. It's like yeah, it's like we're going to say yeah. shit because you only get X number of those. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know if they exercise their fuck. But like, <laughs> we're going to use them all, though. Yeah, yeah we're going to use every shit we have. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just or or PG would have been fun, right? Like a, a mm-hmm. Goonies is not though. But like a Back to the Future. I don't even know. What Back totally to the Future family. Like, but like, no, it's totally family friendly. Just little right. like, you know, because it was. Yeah, it was kind of dancing in between, but it had a vibe that felt more family. Yeah, and you then know, all the stuff and, with the family at the end, I was like, this is actually decent. Like, this is yeah. a good story. You just buried it under all the other sort of shininess. Well, and I'll say, I, for the most part, I thought the effects were pretty cool. Yeah, I thought fun. they looked, especially for something that we've talked a lot about. Sometimes you watch Netflix movies that don't feel like real movies, which yeah. feels mean to say always, but this felt like a movie. I was impressed by some of the things because I expect, we, we see so much ill CG usage in, in the world you yeah. know what i mean for something that relies so heavily on some very specific shots that were like oh this is all cg or this is all like they would do things it looked pretty decent i thought i don't know i would agree with you until we get to katherine keener and by that i mean young katherine the keener, anti-aging of katherine keener made like, from doesn't look like her. yeah i was like, like doesn't even look like katherine keener i was like what happened yeah that was so yes. sad that yes but but overall like the i'm talking like the fights and the flying around and stuff i was like this looks okay i was like yeah okay. it's fine you know there's nothing yeah. to write home about, but I, I agree. It wasn't like nothing I bumped shoddy. On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually I find these days I'm still, I mean, things in Marvel films, I still bump on half the time. Like you it's like sometimes I'm like, Ooh, Falcon winter soldier. You mean? Well that, but I mean, even like, you know, not to crap on no way home more than I did on the podcast, but like, you know, the, the, op- the opening of that film when he's like swinging with Zendaya, oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is not even remotely believable. Yeah. Why did Tobey Maguire's look better than this? This is 2022. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I just mean like I bump on things and this one I found myself kind of expecting to bump hardcore on it because it's a straight to Netflix movie, which I we, I we need to try to get out of a place where that is a bad thing. But I don't know if they're letting us always. But I thought it'd be worse. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty decent. Yeah. Until again, we get to Catherine. King. Until Catherine. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but she was my favorite character. So I, I might not shock. Anybody. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, I was like, ooh, I like a villain vibe. I just felt like they did her so dirty in this. I was like, you should have picked somebody. Like, don't sully Catherine Keener like this. I know, but it seemed like it was fun for her. But it did. I mean, I, I, I liked the story, the father-son sort of relationship. And I liked, I you know, I got emotional when he was telling me loved him. And, you know, I yeah. thought that they they handled the moments of emotion well, right? Yeah. With him and, you know, how he treats his mother and giving her the hug, you know, and that well, stuff. And, like, you know, I think that I liked that it was a more, like, not necessarily realistic because not everyone's going to be the same. But maybe it felt a little more authentic than the, like, my dad dies and now I, you know, I'm obsessed with my mother. And, you know what I mean? There's, it was, like, I think there it is friction, like you know. Vulnerability, too, though, which is. You know, yeah. we we got our mother daughter story, and now we have our father son story, <laughs> and father son son. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I I thought I there were moments in it that I was like, oh, this is good, and there are quiet moments for Ryan Reynolds. I was like, eh, that. Why don't you do that? But they, I don't think they write. You know, they know he's marketable as zany Ryan Reynolds, or you know, super. Yeah, and I think I'm just. I think I'm. And- I think I'm just ready for him to. He's. He feels like he certainly would be in a position of having the power to rebel against that wants. now. Yeah. Right. Like, so I'm like, I just want him to go to a place like not to compare him to say Jim Carrey, but like Jim Carrey did do that and went and like, I'm going to start being a dramatic actor and he's amazing at it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, and I'm not saying that Ryan's never done anything besides a, a slapstick comedy. Or something. I just mean, I, 
I want to see him do things that are not just the same old Ryan. Like this was the guy in Just Friends. This was Deadpool. This was yeah. the guy in Red Notice. And this is now, you know, it's like it's the yeah. same exact person. It was, I think it's it was, just Ryan. Well, so there's always like shades of it, right? So like Free Guy is like the more pleasant version, even though he's in a very R-rated movie. And then there's like yeah. the Deadpool one. And this was like the Deadpool mold of this. Yeah. <laughs> Have either of you seen Buried? Yes. I think yes. that's one of his best performances, right? And that's, I actually so I was like, thought it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, you can do. I know we all know you can do it. <laughs> well, because yeah. he does do the moments of emotion really well. I mean, yeah, when he was like in, sad in, in the woods, even or like, you yeah, know. Oh, when he when he was like frowning in the woods, you know, he was very sad. No, but, but I was like, oh no, <laughs> I like, I you know, I was like, I I believe sadness in this moment, you know. It's not that he's not believable. Yeah, it's just that it's like it's always just yeah. the same guy to me. So I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I I think that's but, very valid. But you know, I. And yeah, I I think he was decent. He was good and buried. I I I'm not like obsessed with it or anything, but I think he was good in it. And it was like, okay, so you have some range, and you need to like let's do that more. Yeah, or fun. or just something completely different, right? But oh yeah, I, yeah, you I, know, I, 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 coffin every time. But I just mean like let's <laughs> no only we're, coffin. We're Coffins not or just. But yeah, we're just like we're not just the cocky wisecracker. And that's the thing is, I like characters in general who are you know I I like the Elf, the Lisa Vanderpump on Housewives, right? Like I like the people who think they're like better than everybody else and whatever i don't usually like cocky people characters wise like i don't mm-hmm. i don't like so and like i i'm just not a fan of certain like there's many characters in the past that like oh you're just like this like kind of cocky jock type or whatever and he always gives me that in so many roles and i think it seems like it's just him i don't know him maybe he's not but i think that's why i bump on it i was like i have to name josh to do this i was like i've met him twice he's so nice yeah that's good i think he is like a mile a minute with his jokes but it's always been at like press junkets right so he's like on but he is so he's he is actually i think the nicest when i've seen him it's good to hear i guess i always kind of this is so random and weird of me but i saw like um i was a big alanis morissette fan for a while you were Um, for a while like Um, i am always yeah always um and i watched a bunch yeah i know i watched interviews with them together and they were just so cute and like he just seems so genuine and cool and them but I, I I get you I don't love this like wisecracking persona all the time well it's a character that he's being constantly asked to play and he's not said right. no to post well that's the thing if you asked me early 2000s who I thought Jim Carrey as a human was I would have told you the guy in Liar Liar and I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to him ever right 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 yeah. it turns out he's not like that really yeah in real life. like he it's his shtick but right. he's not and and so that's completely possible, but he's really good at playing this exact shtick. Right. <laughs> you know, so whatever. But and that's why I'm like, you know, like I, I have nothing against the guy other than like I just don't like this. I just don't look forward to him in a movie usually, but that could change. Yeah. Well, I just looked at what else he has coming up because I was like, how many more versions of himself are we going to get? He's got the oh, Spirited, which I think is the Christmas musical with Will Ferrell. Mm. Yes, they're singing in it. Um, something called Imaginary Friends, which I have not. There's two. There's a movie out there, and then he's going to be in a Clue reboot with Jason Bateman. Oh, so he's just going to play the character a lot. Oh wow, actually, over I don't. I don't know what Imaginary Friends is, but I need to see it because it's him, John Krasinski, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and Fiona Shaw. Okay. Oh, but, but again, it's written and directed it. by John Krasinski. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Uh, we'll see. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I would love to see him in a serious role and see, you know. If he can really pull it off or not, or like a think... different, right? Because these are serious enough roles, but like you know, yeah. they have moments of it. But yeah, we're just something where he's not always just in friends operating terms, in the same. The, the Chandler being of the group, like you know, it's like yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Give me, give yeah. me something a little bit. 
more nuanced than that. But Uh, and you know, he brings a little bit of depth to that character, which is good. But it's Mm -hmm. like you know, there's only so many times you can do that. Yeah, it is one note. You know, it is. Yeah. Uh, But overall, would we recommend it to certain people? Yes. Yeah, to certain people, I would recommend it to. My parents would love this movie. Yeah. All right. I have some friends who would like it. I have a friend who I know liked it because she texted me about it. But oh. uh, yeah, I but I'm I'm not voluntarily like I haven't gone and be like oh, yeah. Most of my watch this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. my San Jose my San Jose friends would like this movie too. I this is like this is it's a hard group to get a, a polling from. But I'm like I I want to know what like twelve year olds think of it. <laughs> you yeah. know because the protagonist is twelve, right? Like similar to again yeah. turning right. I really hate comparing the two in the same week because I'm like there's so it just highlights. But anyway, uh. Yeah, I, I'm curious because I do feel like they were trying to include that group in it, and I don't know how it would have resonated. But I don't know a lot of 12 year olds, so never mind. It's hard to say, but I do think that some of the, the flashiness with the flying around and then the action sequences, the little fight sequences, were kind of like had an element of fun about them that I could see 12 year old me having liked. Yeah, and there's also the like, you know, oh, I, I did think that there were some funny moments when he's like, oh, when do I grow up? Like, when do I, you know, physically, yeah. like, when do I get, when do I get, like, muscles? When I, you know? Yeah. Well, and, like, <laughs> I, I, was, I know me as, like, a teenager, I've never been, like, huge on action itself for yeah. action's sake. But I did have a stage, and I still appreciate a lot of these films still, but I did have a stage of, I think that in the early 2000s, there was kind of a little bit of a renaissance of, like, some action films coming or action-heavy films coming out that were more stylized because of The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And it's something like, I loved the Underworld films. I still love them. I think they're, I just think they're like, they're wonderful, good times. Some of them are hilarious, but some of them are, like, the first one I think is good. I like the, the Mila Jovovich Resident Evil films. I'm like, I'm like, this, like, flashy, like, the let's have this dramatic action sequence. I, I got really into that. And so I could see uh-huh. this having fit nicely in it if yeah. it came out early 2000s. Yeah, that is valid. All right, well, we'll wrap it up with, we're watching what? What else did we watch this week, if anything? Well, I watched Looper, like I said. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, and even though the the plot of how the time travel works in that universe was a little trickier for me this time around, I still think it's a really cool movie. It it held up in that way. I was like, I, I like the style of it. And I, yeah, I, I recommend watching that for people who haven't seen it in a while or if they've never seen it, because it's a, it's a nice, dark, gritty you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to watch that again. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that I watched was Dropout, but I think we're going to talk about it on the podcast at another time. So we won't. Oh, uh, right. Yes. Yes, we are. It took me a while. I was like, what? I watched Top Chef, I guess. Mm. I was like, we finished UK versus the world. Ah. Yeah. And (laughs) that was a show. We yeah. did go I to. Would, I would say don't watch it. You know, like it's not. I mean, I I was entertained by it enough to say watch it, but it there were things that were frustrating, for sure. Yeah, but but yeah, I've not heard me. glowing. Yeah, I still enjoyed my time watching, but yeah, I was like, oh. I mean, this is a little different, but we did go to an indie film festival, just a screening oh. of some short short films. Uh, oh, we did. My neighbor, my neighbor produced and directed one of them, and I through the dog park, and I was like, oh, we should go support. And it was, uh, it was, hers was really good. It's called On the Line. So I don't know if it ever has any syndication. They're, they're, they're putting it in all the festivals, like trying to get it approved, you know, accepted. Sure. But uh, I, I would it, definitely recommend. I thought it was really well done. And I was really yeah. relieved because I was like, oh God, what if it's yeah, not what good? If it's and I, <laughs> but I was like, no, it actually really because was good. And I was like, okay. It was genuinely good. 
And there was some really bad ones. Yeah, that's the. That's so the Dana's it was, like, yeah, it, I've been to the festivals. I know. <laughs> yeah. so it was. It was kind of a rough, like, couple of hours. Hours? Oh God. Yeah, there were five shorts, but then they had, you know, that they had the if whoever was there that was involved with it would come up and talk. Right, after. like the Q and A, and then yeah. of course, and, and then the moderator was terrible and didn't ask great questions and was just like, it was an interesting experience. But yes, hers was really, really good and worth it. All right, well, I mean that's still a fair amount, and we also did watch a lot this week. I I started pieces of her, which the first however many minutes I was like, I'm bored. I don't know if I'm going to keep going, and then it escalated aggressively, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> I forgot I did watch. I did start that. I have not. And I did recommend it to my sister because I think she'd like it. But it, it was turned into a lot really fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it goes from zero to 60. <laughs> and, uh, but then it, then it slows down. And like Tony Collette is fantastic in it so far. But the, the, somebody who plays her daughter is not as good. And it's, a, it's focusing more on her right now. And I'm like, I'm good. So yeah, that's Bella, Bella Heathcote. And I, I, I like her, but I don't. This sounds, sounds mean. But she kind of is one of those actresses who she's not necessarily the the lead, you know what I mean? But she's but Thank she's yeah. she's totally like perfectly fine to have as a supporting character. Yes, but they are With giving her, her yeah. some episodes where she is yes more of a, the leader, and I'm not they're not as strong, so I don't know. Well, I don't, yeah, it's uneven. It's it's hard in a show where you're like, well, well let's just get back to Tony, you know, right. but. But on the flip side, something like, not to totally change gears, but something like Gilded Age, right? I feel like most people are pretty strong, and it's like, mo- but it's, you know, I, you'd think I just want to get back to Christine Baranski at all times, and I do, but I'm not angry about who I'm watching when I'm well, not seeing I, her. I would you know? agree until I get to the main girl, and I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah, see, I, I like her, and so I, I, that's, I think, the comparison I was making, but I forgot you didn't love her. But with this one, I, I would agree, yeah, it kind of loses its steam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, but, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, trigger warning for anybody who, who might. Oof. Again, I have made the mistake of and... watching it on the plane as we were taking off and I just like oh, was flailing. I was like, oh my God, what's happening right yeah. now? And there is, and I, I forgot you mentioned that earlier, but I was like, there also is, there is scientific for sure that people, you, you're more prairie to cry. And obviously, it's like how you get drunk faster if you drink, you know. But it's like <laughs> when you're up you at the, alt- <laughs> yeah. the elevation or altitude or whatever, you know. Yeah, you're like, yeah. But, but this was yeah, before we that. we had not left yet. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what's <laughs> but then you're like taking off, and you're up there, and you're thinking about it, and you're like, mm. yeah. yeah. And then we got to the Bell Heath go up, so I was like, mm. uh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, thank you both. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of follow up points. So. In terms of why you cry or more likely to cry when you are flying. So there's a couple factors involved. Some of it is, you know, you usually are getting up early for travel and there's a lot of adrenaline involved and all that stuff. And, you know, just the the rush of finally sitting and settling in on the plane. There's also the altitude. And again, it depends on who you are and your personal psychology and all that sort of thing. So it's not a universal rule, but a lot of people tend to find themselves impacted. So there's the altitude. Sometimes it's you're dehydrated. Sometimes it's just uh, the oxygen circulation. There's also some psychological factors about, you know, the stress of flying and the, the dangers involved. And like it's a subconscious thing where you're, you know, if you have a lot of stakes and, and you want to make sure you land safely, all that type of stuff, you know, you might be prone to be more emotional. Anyway, there's just a bevy of things that could be impacting your viewing experience. 
that's why it's a shock that my sister did not cry while watching Turning Red on the plane. No, that's why you might be more sensitive to emotional things, both highs and lows. You know, you could also find things to be funnier, which is why I think sometimes we categorize movies as plane movies where you're like, yeah, this is fine to watch on a plane. I'm mildly amused by it, where you might not be so amused on the ground. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.